This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TMS at checkout to get free shipping. Coming up on TMS, right in the duty belt. Where's the beef? No, really, where is it? Murder, most foul. Loser drinks a small cup of queso. Naked man wearing pit bull yelling timber. Don't YouTube for beefy and milky. Rick James Brown. Nightmares come from gingivitis. Sequels to all Stallone movies, 2021. Dexter is less good without Dexter. Makes sense. Big sliding number puzzle mall. I'm not naked, I have a sock on. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Tell me something, Skid. No, man, it's Scud. Scud like stud. Scud. Whatever. Bruno Aguinaga. This is the morning stream. It puts the lotion in the basket. Willkommen and welcome to the morning stream here on this show for Thursday, five, uh, May 7th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian Ibbett. Hello. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Friday Eve, as uh, as they like to say in the in the tadpole. Is that I what like they do? Too. Is that what they do? They, they yeah, say that? Friday Eve, okay. which is good. I like I like, I like Fridays a lot. Yeah. I, I used to like them. I my favorite uh my favorite day used to be my Saturday used to be my favorite not so much anymore I think it's uh I need to I need to get back to a more normal schedule because they all feel the same to me like today Uh could be Friday I may be just thinking it's Thursday for all I know I don't know what day is it I mean we all need to uh we all need to get back to the point where days matter (laughs) what day of the week it is oh that means something different will happen today yep (laughs) I mean we get a little of that with our schedules but you know pretty much every day at least most of the time it's scott and brian in the morning and then the rest just feels like a blur scott and brian in the morning what's it gonna be like when people listen to the show in five years and they're they're you know going through the archives oh i just discovered your show i'm gonna watch listen to your archives and they're going through this weird stage i mean obviously they would have been around for the pandemic as well yeah, but it is going to be weird to go back and listen to these episodes mm-hmm five years from now and hear us talking about the pandemic every day yeah because there i mean there's there'll be no way to avoid it i'm more curious about like you know let's say 100 years from now some audio archaeologist unearths our episodes finds them on an old server somewhere after (laughs) after the great war or whatever you know sure yes (laughs) and he peels those out and then that person is going to gain so much from you know because he wasn't here when it happened he doesn't know right Right, right, right. So, exactly. He'll so, just be sitting there eating his Taco Bell. Yeah, because it's the only rest, the only uh, <laughs> restaurant to win the restaurant wars. That's right. Restaurant. Wars. Hey, did you hear that movie's getting a sequel? Oh, whatever. That's true. I'll, you know, I'll believe all this stuff. No, no, I believe that they're planning a sequel, and I believe that they're planning a TV series for freaking Nighthawks. But oh, <laughs> the, these things don't happen until they actually happen. Well, I don't think. Uh, according to, to Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's it's okay. happening. So, I mean, yeah. you know, he's a he's a guy that gets work done. He gets <laughs> he gets stuff done. He'll he'll make it work. Sometimes it depends. Oh yeah, here it is. I think he needs to just save his energy for Guardians of the Galaxy three, in which we get uh, the the original comic book Guardians, of oh, which yeah. he was. I keep forgetting he's in that. I forget he's in. That. I know. I know. It's so weird. He could have been one that we said for your oh. list yesterday, right? Because he won an Oscar for directing 
uh, or something for Rocky. Yeah. I thought, yeah. The first Hold Rocky. Yeah. Why didn't that one come up in my list? Because he absolutely know. should have come up in my list. I do not know. One second. I got to confirm. Yeah, this is what we do. We're rigorous. We're rigorous about our testing, folks. Because uh, uh, this will be, if, if this is the case, then I'm never accepting another Babel Royale from uh, from Thorgan. Oh, was that who that was from? Thorgan? Thorgan, you're about Thorgan, to be marked, yeah. nope, dude. Nope, never won an Oscar. He was nominated for uh, Creed, supporting actor. Oh. He was nominated for Best Actor for Rocky, and he was nominated for Best Writing and Screenplay written for the screen in Rocky, but never won. Didn't win? He, he never won an Oscar. Uh, I never won an Oscar. Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, listen to this. This is fun. Here he is saying, here, listen to what he says. This is actual uh, dude. Okay, so this is Sylvester okay. Stallone actual saying Stallone. stuff. All right. all right, here you go. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm going to answer some of the questions like I promised. So many came in. It would take about oh, 75 years to answer them all. That but, means he got three. Oh, well, who knows? <laughs> If I keep taking my vitamins, I might just finish that. So let me just whip through the... There's a vitamin joke you made there. Did you hear that? A little bit yeah, yeah. If you yeah. keep taking your vitamins, then you'll have enough energy to to you know, answer all your many thousands of questions. Are you hungry? Are, vitamin? are you hungry? Please. All right, here we go. Have we seen the last of Rocky? Oh, I don't want to start there. Okay, well, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, oh, in man. some. You've got 75 years of a YouTube video <laughs> to scroll through to find the answer you're looking for. Apparently, there is some point in this QA where he says, uh, It is coming. We are working on it right now with Warner Brothers, and it's looking fantastic. So it should come out. Uh -huh. All right. I'm also working on a sequel to Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> we'll be looking for that in 2021. Also, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look for a sequel. <laughs> what, like Rhinestone? We got Stein, Rhinestone coming? Rhinestone, yes. Yeah. Me and Dolly Parton getting back together for Rhinestone 2. Yeah, I mean, oh, look. want a vitamin? He's into, he's into it, man. He's into it. See, here he is. Here he is. Hold on. Are you hungry? Okay, that's a fast one. And then here's a slow one. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> it's really the, the slow ending, like... Five years, ten years from now, I keep I keep doing the five years thing like I'm in a job interview. Yeah. Ten years from now, we're going to get a movie where Sylvester Stallone goes, Are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. Or someone will send it to us and do the work for us. That's fine. Yeah. Too. Anyway, good luck, Sly Stallone. May your yeah. dreams of Demolition Man 2 come to I fruition. I will believe it when I see it, and I'll I'll put my pants, and I'll have to use the three shells. I'll tell you what. Since you seem so sure they're not going to do it, I'm just going to go ahead and take yeah. the opposite and say they will for sure do it. And right. So this is just okay. one of those fun things we'll track. So yeah, a little friendly wager, and uh, yeah. uh, no money involved. What is our what is our okay? Here's our stakes? here's our we wager. Need stakes. Here's stakes. Uh, Buy uh, you a steak. Gotta, it's got to be. It's got to be something on the show that is yes. not super embarrassing, but something that you know we have to like put ourselves out there. So let's let's think about that for a second. Um, <laughs> Brian has to use an actual three shell solution to his butt wiping for one day. <laughs> Can I use those three three shells just to turn the knob on my bidet? Yes, because I do that yeah, already. That's totally fine. But you have to have the three shells, and you have I to should, videotape I, it so we can prove it. I yeah. should three. Oh yeah, no, that's certainly not happening. I should yeah. I should three D print uh, three shells and put them, mount them on the uh, the wall of the bathroom. Oh, that's a great idea. You should yeah. do that. You've got the three D printers. Do it. I mean, I could also just get three shells from 
Pure One Imports or someplace like that. Don't they, they? They have stuff like that. Oh my gosh, has anyone done their bathroom in Animal Crossing with three shells laying on the floor? Have we done that? <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Why hasn't that been do done? That, I got yeah. a little table. Yeah. I can lay them on the table and just put three in a row right next to the toilet Perfect. and bidet in there. Perfect. I'm gonna okay, do it. Here we go. Here we go. Eaton says we should do something. It should be something with uh, Taco Bell, like because it's Demolition Man. Taco mm-hmm. Bell should be involved in the bet. Yeah. Is there anything that they have that you're like, oh, I will not eat that? Oh, this is good. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. I need to see their menu. Hold on. I do too. Okay. Yeah. Taco up right Bell now. menu. All right. Did you hear Wendy's uh, is getting less beef because of the shutdown? <laughs> Here it is. Okay. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Here's what we do. All right. What do you got? Loser. Loser uh, drinks a small cup of queso. Not not one of their little tiny plastic cups, <laughs> but like their whatever size is the smallest drink size that you can get Okay. filled with queso. Okay. And we also, I mean, I hate to do this because this hurts me more than it hurts you, but we need to have a cap <laughs> oh. on the time. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. otherwise so I could say, well, the, one day it'll be made. Yeah, I could say right, one day exactly. it could be made. So we, we have to think, of, like, let's say... Let's give it. Well, have they said? He gave, on, he gave no dates. He said no dates. So no dates given, no dates taken. So I'm going to say three to five years is probably accurate. <sighs> All right. Okay. I mean that All would right. put you know, I'll, that I'll would take put, that. that would put Stallone we well don't into have, the 70s. So I don't know. If we don't have a Demolition Man by 2025, I'll drink your by case January up. 1st, 2025. Yeah. Then then uh, you drink a cup of whatever. Whatever queso Taco Bell is uh, serving in five years. Okay, and if they do make it, and in, in that same time frame, mm-hmm. uh, you, I'll drink you a drink cup it. of queso. Okay, we're in. We got it. Three, three chalupas in a blender. Three chalupas in a blender. That's yeah, my favorite of the what old a- standards. Love that song. <laughs> so good. Frank Sinatra did uh, the best version. It was really good. All right. Well, are we right. hungry for queso? Are you hungry? Not for queso, but we'll try. Not we'll give you. it a shot. All right. Uh, did you hear the Wendy's thing, though? They don't have enough beef. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. Did so, they have enough beef before? <laughs> uh, they did. They had beef, right? And then Wendy's yeah. uh, getting hit by the whole shutting down of some of the meat processing plants. So for some reason, all the other fast food places have plenty of beef. But for whatever reason, Wendy's has no beef. How ironic it is that the company whose ad campaign in the 80s was <laughs> Where's the Beef has no beef. Right. No kidding. That's oh, wow. hilarious to me. That is really funny. I mean, I don't like that they don't have their beef, and I hope it all works out. Where's, but where's Clara Peller when you need her? There it is. We a uh, Wendy's beef shortage update. Let's see what we got here from Blue Ridge John. Thanks for the well, breaking. We're gonna make news. it old fashioned with horse meat. <laughs> Wendy's beef really shortage old, will last really a few more fashioned. weeks. Yeah, really old, old fashioned. Wendy's expects the beef shortage that affects about a thousand of its U.S. restaurants to continue for the foreseeable future. CEO Todd Penniger said on earnings call on Wednesday that Wendy's will probably experience a couple of weeks of challenging tightness. <laughs> I get that when I eat their beef now, so I get challenging it. Tightness? Yeah, yeah, I get some challenging tightness. <laughs> I like that. There's a phrase that can so- to- totally re- uh, replace social distancing. Challenging yeah. tightness. Chal- I mean, it won't, doesn't mean the same thing, yeah. but I would just like that phrase to, to be used uh, ad infinitum. I, t- I, t- I tend to agree. It's pretty good. Uh, he says it's hard to quantify the material impact of the shortage and how it may affect Wendy's profits. Uh, customers it says because customers could be buying other menu items instead. They also took some of the some of the uh, burger items off the menu in some restaurants, so you can't get like a Wendy's triple or something. 
because there isn't enough meat to give you three big fat stupid patties on there big square mm-hmm. dumb patties on there all right uh we got a nice little comment you want me to read it you want to hear it in your sure. ears okay sure here you go then this is what i mean this... i can read it you don't need to sell just read it okay you read it and then we're gonna do this with all the news no, today too gonna... just read the news and then we'll just when you're done <laughs> wendy wendy will just read our you know our email oh yeah that seems good okay yeah okay i'll respond to them i'll respond to them separately and let them know what to do <laughs> how to make great radio watch for our master series <laughs> All right, so. we, got, we have a call from a listener. Uh, if you guys hold on, I'll go listen to it. Oh, I'll, okay. Before we do that, I have a theory about Dexter. I need to say this and get off my chest because I'm now in. Sure. Uh, we just finished season five, so I have stuff to say oh, about it. What'd you think about that ending to All right. season five? So the season four ending was the big one. This is the one you're thinking oh, about. Oh, that that's the big one. Okay, that was the. All right. The, the blood baby. Let's call it that. Let's just call it that. Yes. Yes. Uh, a bloodbath. Fun time, <laughs> fun time, tub time. That's what we'll call it. There you go. So, okay. yeah, that was a hell of a thing. But then five, five's interesting too. I like I like five in, in on the mm-hmm. whole. But I've learned something I think about Dexter in the entirety of its series so far. And again, I'm only five in, so haven't seen these seasons. People supposedly hate or the finale everyone hated or whatever. I haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the problem, okay. or here's the thing that I've noticed. I think that if you take Michael C. Hall out of the show, or any other actor who's good at playing Dexter, take him out of it. The rest of the show, anything that doesn't deal with Dexter directly, mm-hmm. is kind of terrible. It's not great. Like, it's a lot of little side relationships and drama where there shouldn't be any, or fake computery stuff, or mm-hmm. uh, bad procedurals. It's like bad, like CBS Thursday night kind of content with this other thing in it that makes it really compelling, which is the Dexter side of it. Obviously it's the whole point. Very valid. That's a very valid um explanation. And I and the fact that the only plot lines I can remember from the show were the ones that were uh, centered around Dexter. You know, like uh Batista Angel Batista, is that his name? Like constantly trying to figure out and Mm -hmm. his sister and that sort of thing. I can't remember any plot lines that were outside of that. I know that his sister had some relationship with somebody that wasn't good for her. Maybe every season she had some relationship. All with the time. Was, every second yeah. of that show, she has a relationship that's not good for her. All the time. <laughs> and I like her, by the way. I think she's great. In, oh, in, Jennifer Carpenter. She is great. Yeah, I like yeah. her a lot. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. I'm just saying the storylines around all that stuff mm-hmm. tend to be melodramatic. Is Angel and the chief police lieutenant lady, are they going to stay together or aren't they? Oh, yeah. I don't Guardia, care. LaGuardia, was that her name? Yeah, Laguberiousness. Le, 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 I don't know what it is. I don't remember. <laughs> but that stuff I'm is just LaGuardia, so... but it wasn't LaGuardia. It was something, it was something uh, else. That's an airport. Similar enough that I think we called her LaGuardia. Yeah, it's an airport. <laughs> and he went, well, I'll stop there. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the point was, or the point is, I, I just think, you know, I'm, I've, and I'm not, I'm saying this has been true since day one of the show. Like it's always mm-hmm. been this true. And sometimes you have to come to grips with it. It's actually part of the reason I think my wife likes it so much isn't because so much that the Dexter stuff is compelling, and it is, and she likes that, but I think it's because all this other stuff is just like her freaking, in some ways, more maybe more dramatic versions, but it's a lot like her dumb Christmas movies that she likes or those stupid CW shows she gets into. Like, there's a little yeah. bit of that all scattered throughout this thing. Oh, oh my God, speaking of which, and I do want to come back to Dexter because uh, I do want to tell you what to watch as soon as you finish Dexter. All right. Um. 
I'll just tell you that first because I've already gone like three quarters down that path. Tell me. Uh, when you once you finished uh, Laguerta, that's it. Once you finish Dexter, watch um, you on Netflix. Okay. Uh, two seasons. Um, guy works in a bookstore, sees a woman he instantly falls in love with or in lust with, uh, but maybe goes too far in trying to uh, garner her affection. Mm, some kind of stalkery kind of business. There. A little stalkery. Okay. Now back to CW. Yeah. Because this morning I couldn't sleep, and so I got up and I watched the second half of this week's episode of The Flash. Oh, okay. Got it. How's in the going? last 30 minutes of that show, the last half hour, or even less than that because of commercials, there were six heart-to-heart talks. There was like, and it's always the same with CW. Well, you know, you shouldn't beat yourself up. You can only do so much. And and really, if you just put your mind to it, Barry, you can do every, anything you want. And it's, you know, it's like every different pairing of characters. It's uh, uh, Joe's wife, whose name I can't remember, talking to Cisco. And then... Uh, Ralph Dibney talking to Caitlin and then uh, Flash talking to the enemy of the week that they kind of have to work together with. And then that guy turns around and gives a heart to heart back to Barry later in the stupid episode. So having never seen Flash, you don't think I need to start now? Is that what you're telling me? Or what are you saying to me? Because I'd say I'd say it's it's a, of the of the CW shows because you watched Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. couple seasons of Arrow. Yeah. You stopped at a good time. Yeah. Stopped at I'd three. say you should do the same. I'm sorry, I stopped at two. That's where I stopped, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, I would say the first three seasons of Flash are really good, and I may get some I may get some argument with this. I don't know, but Legends of Tomorrow, with maybe the exception of this season, has been consistently nuts and fun to watch. Okay. I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that uh, d- despite all... Um, likelihood mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. legends of tomorrow has made it made it work so yeah i may have to check that one out all right i like that we're getting we're getting uh jerry tolbert in the the chat room right now is offering his um his opinion the cw kills me when we watched flasher arrow i would make hand gestures every time they had one of those moments more fighty less talking yeah more 100 percent agree yeah. and if there's somebody who knows comic books and translating comic books to uh, uh to other mediums it's it's uh jerry tolbert it's dr jerry tolbert Probably wearing a mask right now. That's what. That's how he. That's how he do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, got this nice comment from Sir Dr. Fraser. Jerry. Sorry, how's it say this? Sir Fraser of Eb- Edge Bastion upon ba- Basin. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what's Sir that. Fraser of Edge Bastion upon Basin. That's amazing. He says my favorite part of TMS mashups is not knowing whether the laughter in the background is real time or part of the clips. Whatever the answer, never change, guys. Never change. I just thought that was nice. That was very nice. I'm glad to know that and, we're. And you know what? Uh, we're yeah. never gonna. You'll never know. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's well, if you watch the video, you might know because you'll <laughs> see us laughing. But uh, still, yeah. chances are though, you you you'll you literally will never know. So good luck on that uh, exactly. quest you got there. Also, a birthday shout out and show dedication to hmm. somebody who I could not resist this because his wife was so freaking nice when she reached out and asked for this. So uh, from Erica, Meredith, and Alex. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, birthday is actually on the eighth, but because we don't do a morning show on Fridays, I wanted to make mm. sure we got it out on today. Cool. Uh, it is a shout out for their dad. So hi, Scott and Brian. My husband is a huge fan of yours and listens to you all the time. In fact, I know nine times out of ten when he has his headphones in and is laughing, he is listening to you. He listens to you religiously, 
Uh, just only on Sundays, she means then, I guess. I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> he plays video games with you. He shares your show with his friends. He has TMS mugs and prints from your show. He was always hoping to get out to Vegas to see you guys earlier this year, or was hoping to, and then they all got kiboshed. He is an awesome husband, dad, and friend, and I know he would love to get a surprise birthday shout-out from the two of you on May 8th. Surprise! Also, as kids, uh, who are also fans uh, uh, of yours, uh, they have written a note asking if you could wish him a happy birthday. She put her the message in here, so here you go. I'm going to read this from the from the kids, okay? Dear Scott and Brian, it is our dad, Rob's birthday on May 8th, and he really likes your podcast, The Morning Stream. <laughs> I'm glad. He, you know what? Most people don't specify. Some people write in and go, right. I can't get your show on such and such player. Which exactly. show? I'm, we don't know which one you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. My brother and I were hoping you would wish him a happy birthday on your upcoming podcast. We hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. Meredith and Alex. Well, Meredith and Alex, and for that matter, Erica, a happy huge birthday to your husband, Rob. And Rob, if you're listening, this is for you. Hold on. I don't have it up. Yep, I do. Okay. Here we go. When's your birthday? Oh, today it turns out. No, it's tomorrow. And then don't forget. Hold on. I can't believe this. They f***ing forgot my birthday. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't, didn't forget we didn't, it. Rob. Yeah, so now this. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. to you. You got two. Uh, you got layered. You got a version of yeah. the real dude and Brian at the same time. <laughs> How I couldn't. I couldn't emulate the. Happy birthday to it's, you. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Anyway, we hope you have a great birthday, and we were happy to do that for you there, Rob. Now it may seem to some of you like, oh, you didn't do this for my birthday. You gotta write in and be as nice as Erica was. She was like, yeah, you need so to, you nice. don't, and don't write in yourself. You need to have someone who likes you write in for you. Yeah, and so, and so, yeah. If you if you call in and say, I need you guys to dedicate that day to my birthday, probably not gonna happen. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, hey, I've got a shout out too, and and the the listener after talking to him said, you know what? Maybe it's best if I remain anonymous. Um, he actually sent us some goodies, by the way. So oh. look uh, look for goodies coming to you okay. soon all right but um uh you know all the talk about doctors and nurses and people in uh essential services stores that are dealing with the public right now all those people are very well and deserving of accolades and thanks for all the the work they're doing through all this while well, we all sit at home and binge netflix um we also need to send a thank you to the people who work in the unemployment offices around the country because oh, man. not only are they constantly taking calls and constantly having to help people with their with their stuff they're getting a lot of abuse on the phone and and stuff like that so um big shout out to our anonymous listener whose wife works for the south carolina unemployment office um definitely uh, one of our unsung heroes right now so and i have a uh, message a video message only the chat room is going to see this but a video message for anyone giving those people a hard time there it is you guys see that in the chat that's for them all right it's a gif of me flipping people off Oh, okay, good. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's yeah, you don't think, I mean, honestly, there's so many complex systems in place, you forget about most of these people, right? Like, you just mm -hmm. forget that someone has to do this. Someone has to process things. Someone has to make this stuff work. So it's not exactly. just the people who are out of work. It's people who have to process that. That's a depressing job. And uh, hats off to you, man, uh, yeah. for sure, and everybody who may be yeah. involved in such things. So there you go. All right. Very nice. Anonymous person. All right, Brian. Uh, you know what? Time, yes. uh, time now is uh, time now is for this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
thought I could smell toast there for a second. Anyway, yeah. hey, it's the news, and it's brought to you by. The episode this is is sponsored by There Will Be Dungeons Teas from Phoenix Pearl Tea to celebrate 100 episodes and two years of great shows. We're offering 20% off of any There Will Be Dungeons Teas with the promo code TWBD100. That's TWBD100. Uh, just use TWBD100 at checkout and go to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD to check it out. Yeah. And also, if this is the first you're hearing about the Frog Pants D&D show called There Will Be Dungeons, check it out at therewillbedungeons.com. Give it a listen. See if you like it. It's what those teas are based on. And uh, we have yeah. a really good time. We play every uh, Sunday. Did you play this last weekend? You did, didn't you? Sure did. Yep. How'd it go? Uh, how, how was your, uh, how long we, uh, this time? How long did you play? Uh, we only did four hours this time. Not bad. Not and, bad. um... We defeated a dragon that we weren't supposed to be able to defeat. Like, basically, it said in the notes, um, at this early level stage, your adventurers won't be able to defeat this dragon. It'll fly off before <laughs> before they can kill it. So I guess we were going to, like, run into it later on in the campaign. But apparently, we killed it. We really, we rolled well. <laughs> oh, good. That's <laughs> awesome. You rolled poorly. Poorly. You have rolled poorly. poorly. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so we're continuing on. It was a great, it was a good stopping point too, because we defeated the dragon. We had a little turnabout, a little, um, a little surprise twist from somebody that was with us that turned out to be, uh, uh, turned out to be, uh, working for the other side. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we, we continue on. So we we pick it back up Saturday. Nice. Uh, I love when, I love when me and my friends are all playing D and D. It's good stuff. It is gets fun, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's having, great. I'm having a, a blast. Good. Uh, all right, here's your first story of the day. Cops have raided a club, a strip club, where they strip mm-hmm. to take their clothes off. <laughs> they literally, their song is, you have to take your clothes off. They don't do that. Don't have to. to you have, have a to. good time. Yep. Oh, oh no. Anyway. Jermaine Stewart. Jermaine Stewart, I believe, is the correct name of that singer. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have owned that album. I will not admit to it. Really? Maybe. It was wow. catchy. It was an earworm. It had. A, I may uh. have had the single tape or something like a single. <laughs> remember those single tapes? Do you remember those? I do remember this. The Cassingles. Cas- I think singles, was the yeah. uh, the portmanteau that they came up with for those. Yeah. Uh, They're like two bucks. Yeah. Uh, what a what a song, right? Like, you know. Oh, we don't have to take our clothes off to have a good, good so time. he also had a follow-up single we should go out and pull weeds <laughs> to keep the yard clean oh yeah <laughs> yeah he was a boring dude he was a he was yeah, a, he know exactly, what he was like, he was a he was a 1980s never nude that's what he was yeah i think so exactly yeah. maybe instead of kissing we could just play monopoly <laughs> <laughs> luke no that is not an eddie murphy song you're thinking of other bad yeah, music. Party all the, the time is an Eddie Murphy song, or party in the butt. All the Boogie time. in your butt. Yeah, party all the time sucked. That was a bad really song. Did. Yeah. Do you remember who was with him on that song? Um, who, who produced it? Yes, it was. Hold on, I know this. You do know this because he's a super freak. Super freak. Oh right. Uh, uh, what's his name? Does him all the time in his act. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Chappelle blah, blah, does. Uh, yes. Uh, hold on. Stop. Stop. Wait. Hold it. Uh, dip, dip. James. James Brown. No, James. Not James Brown. Uh, Rick James. That's it. There you go. There you go. Rick oh, James. that hurt. That actually hurt. 
It's fun watching you dig deep into those crevices and pull that out. Oh, you got a process of elimination. You stop. You start at the top. Johnny of the Murphy. Johnny, Johnny Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Scott. All right, here we go. Uh, anyway, here's the deal. The cops <laughs> raided the strip club because it tried to open as a restaurant with entertainment with no lap dances. So their way of getting around this was, uh, hey, we're... Strip clubs are not considered essential businesses and were not part of this, right. the light reopening. Rest, some restaurants were. So their idea was, hey, what if we're a restaurant with some entertainment? And right. not, We're not a strip club. We're a restaurant with entertainment. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what this menu looks like, but a Texas strip club tried to rebrand itself as uh, this place and was forced to shut down shortly after it opened its doors on midnight on Friday, the first day of Governor Greg Abbott's phase one reopening plan. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I had a bad thought, and I won't say it. Uh, the, plan, the plan allows retail stores, movie theaters, malls, and restaurants to open with 25% capacity after a six-week coronavirus lockdown. By the way, our, we had a mall do this. Uh, yeah. It was like 25% of the mall was open, and they had crazy stuff in place for anybody who went into that place. Uh, did you have any of that? Are you guys anywhere close to doing anything like that, like little half opens? Um, this weekend, we switched from, uh, in Jefferson County, we switched from the stay-at-home order to a safer at home order and stuff starts to open up mm. my visualization for this by the way like when you describe our 25 percent of the mall is open we've got some crazy things in place yeah. i would love it if it looked like they had taken tape and made a grid on the ground <laughs> and you can only move out of your square when a square around you is open I like so basically this. it's like a big sliding number puzzle of people i like, love that idea well i'm trying to get to the claire's boutique over there yep so let's see uh, you're gonna have to move two spaces forward, and then I can move one space. And yeah, hey, guy next to the Gap Kids, you move up one. <laughs> I need to get over here right. because if I'm gonna make it to Spencer's by five, we need to get going. <laughs> That's right. It's uh it's the plastic little little car uh, rush hour game. Is, That's is amazing. Basically what we're doing. I love that yeah. idea. Yeah, the way I guess the way this one was is it was just certain stores and then traffic up and down the um, I almost said causeway. What do you call whatever the big the big the halls hall, of your the, mall yeah. mm -hmm. uh, was limited and sort of policed by some people to make sure they've people were doing, staying apart and stuff like that. So um, They've been doing uh, arrows in the grocery stores. I haven't seen this, but uh, Tina's seen this, where when you're going down the aisles for the grocery store, you mm -hmm. have to follow the arrows. So in other words, you can't say, oh, I'm going to go four aisles down. I just need some baking soda or whatever. Right. You have to go if you if that arrow is facing the wrong. It's like basically a one way. Well, yeah, they're one way traffic um, and there's those halls now. One way traffic, and so you basically yeah. have to say, all right, I need to go down the aisle adjacent to it and come back and grab baking soda on the way. Yeah, well, ours are doing that as well, and they also have the checkouts where they have foot marks mm -hmm. six feet away, and then they go super far back, and yeah, yeah, they're doing all that stuff. Um, yeah, and the people who who just cut cut the arrows and don't care. Mm -hmm. Here's another gift for them. <laughs> That's for them. Are you reusing the same gift, by yeah, the way? Same gift. I have one of you yeah, as well. Hold on. Good. Where is it? No, that's not it. <laughs> that's Bernard. Hold on. Where is it? Oh, I know. So I have this one I use for Brian. Oh, dang it. It got replaced. I'll find it later, but I got this awesome one. The one where Brian's, you're doing your thing and you flip your headphones oh, off. and it's Flip all my blurry. headphones off because I'm headbanging. Yeah, yeah, it's a great loop. So I've been using that. Oh, it feels like it was just last week. Yeah, because it was. <laughs> all right. Don't eat the food at that strip club is all I'm saying. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, up next, we got this story here about Amal- Amalon. That's not a word. Uh, Alabama police. Amalon. <laughs> Amalon. You know, Amalon. Yeah, Search Amalon. for aggressive chicken after attacking people at ATMs. So people mm. are uh, getting their cash out or in or whatever, and this uh, aggressive chicken is out there pecking them to death. Police are or they're serious. called uh, murder chickens, I think is the appropriate term. Murder <laughs> yeah. chickens. Man, the press just really wants <laughs> murder us to be foul. Murder foul. Murder <laughs> foul. Murder most foul. Alabama murder foul. I like it. Uh, let's see. This is a, they say it's accused of engaging in foul play at an Alabama no. bank. The Walker Police Department responded to a complaint about the brazen animal on Friday. The agency said in a social media post over the weekend, witnesses told police that the chicken had been spotted at the bank multiple times last week, approaching patrons at the ATM, chasing customers, and even attempting to climb into cars in the drive-thru while they were going through the drive-thru. Wow. Oh, man, that's an aggressive chicken right there. Uh, but they found the pesky <laughs> poultry had already escaped. Boy, they just really wanted to get into these alliter- alliterative uh, bird jokes, mm-hmm. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. The suspect remains on the loose, and police advise residents to avoid confronting the animal. Instead, call for help. He is winged and dangerous. Yep. He's got, <laughs> to, he's got a beak, and he's not afraid to use it. That's right. Never bring a beak to a knife fight or however that goes. And oddly enough, he's really good at tic-tac-toe. We can't figure out uh, why. Yeah, just it's weird. It's more like peck-tac-toe. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, good luck down there in Alabama and try not to get your eyes poked out by an angry chicken. No kidding. Uh, Nothing to do with the Angry Chicken podcast. Hey, uh, one quick note here uh, about the guy at the strip club. I I think we may have talked about this, but the strip club that we had that was not a full nudie place, but it was mm-hmm. down in Medvale or wherever. It's gone now. I've noticed last time I drove by there. Um, but it, I think it all I'd, depends on whether or not they serve alcohol, right? It's uh, you can't you can't have both alcohol and full nudity, so you got to pick one. You got to pick one and, and stick to it. And I think they stuck right. to the alcohol. I think. Yeah. But yeah, their logo is a upside down triangle. Okay. For reasons, right? Well, of course, yes. Uh, and. They apparently, when I worked out in that area, the rumor was, and I never tried it, so I don't know, but the rumor was they had the best chicken salad sandwich in the in the <laughs> valley. So you could go there and just have the best chicken salad sandwich. No matter your proclivities yeah. toward the entertainment or not, you could have that. And I never could get the guts for me and my my work pals to go in there. But some of them had gone and said, oh, yeah, it's a great sandwich. And my thinking was, I don't want a sandwich made by naked people. And they said to me, well, then strippers don't make the sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think happens at a strip club? Like they're sitting there like it's a subway and you're just walking down. Uh, <laughs> let me get some of the green peppers on there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A couple squirts of oil and vinegar. All right. Yeah. Thanks. It was a very weird. It was a weird. I couldn't I couldn't get it out of my head that it was just naked people making everything like taking your taking your uh, ID at the door, bringing your drinks. Dancing, of course, and stripping. Dylan, Dylan McDermott working the uh, the the steak, the steak <laughs> yeah. fries over the <laughs> over on the grill. Um, Deep yeah, cut. the the place here, Diamond Cabaret, was also well known for its steak. Like that was, and it makes me think. With you saying that, and and the and the Diamond Cabaret being known for their steak, mm. makes me think. Hmm, maybe they're the ones starting these rumors as an excuse to get people to come there as opposed to actual patrons saying, yeah. oh, no, the steak's fantastic. I'm starting to think you might be right about that. By the way, you're, uh, the, the place you're describing that has the triangle logo, far better mm. than the place here in Denver called Shotgun Willies. Oh, what do we got um, there? Their, their signage, 
features a uh, old old miner holding a shotgun that is flaccid. Oh, <laughs> like the shotgun has a a warped uh, bend to it. So that seems like a place I wouldn't want to go. Then <laughs> it does feel like maybe it's not a. Uh, not the the right message they're trying to send. Yeah, yes. I, I would agree. So I just did a cursory uh, Google search for local Utah strip clubs because I I have no idea what. Sure, they're. sure. There are apparently a few of these. One's called Trails Men's Club. Don't know what that is. That's downtown. Mm-hmm. Exotic Kitty. Ooh. Mm. And Southern Exposure. Oh, that's the place. Are they back? Southern Exposure. Well, there you go. That sounds like it's the. Uh, <laughs> and they have two I and a, they only have two and a half stars. All these other have like four, four and a half stars. This has two and a half stars. So apparently, the chicken salad did not save them from. Uh, I just put a uh, an image of the uh, uh, the signage for Shotgun Willies in the chat room. Oh my gosh! Let me see this. <laughs> I I just don't think that's the message you want to send. <laughs> no. That's not really the thing that they're trying to to sell there, yeah. No, I, I don't know about that. All right, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to make sure we got that out of the way. Let's get to this story about a naked man. Oh, good transition. Oh, geez. We, uh, Alexander, I hope you're not listening yeah, today. He probably is, but it's okay. It's getting older, getting smarter. And we're not here to, you know, we, we don't work too blue. Alexander, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. He's a good kid. I'm not worried about him. All right, here's the deal. Uh, naked man and woman. Caught running through a Tulsa mall. Ooh, doo! Wow, look at that. Not just bringing back the naked uh, callback, but also a mall callback, too. That's right. Uh, Tulsa police responded to the Woodland Hills Mall. Isn't there a Woodland Hills Mall in every city? That sounds so yeah, familiar. Yeah, like it, yeah. yeah. Or at least it's like talked about in movies and stuff. Anyway, uh, for a disturbance caused by a naked man and woman, Corporal Brian Cullum said it started with a stalled vehicle, uh, or a call about one, and a woman getting out of the vehicle, naked and running. Her clothes were found in the car. Police said the man follow, followed the woman and was carrying a pit bull on his shoulders. Oh, let's bury the lead. Wow. Yeah. Why was that not in the headline? Yeah, let's bury the lead, everybody. Bury the lead. Naked man wearing pit bull chases naked woman through Tulsa Mall. Yeah. That feels like... Yeah, yeah. a few extra words. Right not there. a problem. You could have fit him in the masthead. It wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, they yeah. sh- you're absolutely right. Officers said they got a call um, about every half block from citizens. <laughs> <laughs> Made it easier to uh, track them with little push pins on a map. <laughs> Their trajectory, seeing where they're Imagine going. that, just like, bing! Ah, uh, there's a guy running down the hill thing with a pit bull on his shoulder and his doodles out. Okay, thank uh, you, sir. Now, now he's at 6th and, uh, and Bannock. Oh, now he's at 7th and Bannock. Oh, now he's at 8th and Bannock. Yeah, you need computers like they had in uh, Enemy of the State. That's how you take care of that. There you go. Exactly. Those were terrible. All right, um... It doesn't I'll, help if they don't have a phone on them. No. They could trace their, <laughs> their SIM card location. <laughs> no. It's no good. It says, Column said they found the man's clothes in a parking lot uh, between a restaurant and the mall. He said drugs were found in the clothes. You think? Uh, mm. I'll bet they're also found in the people if you went and looked. Uh, officers, Oddly enough, yeah. Pitbull, fully dressed. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like the rapper. <laughs> or is he a rapper? Uno, I don't know. Dos, tres, he is a he is that's a rapper. The only song, that's the only song that I know, yeah. I don't know any Pitbull at all. I mean, I know who he is, but not really a consumer of his of what he's putting out there. Yeah. No, no, it's okay no. for, for those who like him. Hey. Totally fine, but that's, yep. a, that's a circle that is so far from my Venn diagram that uh, never the twain shall meet. Yep. Brian's been jerked from that circle. That's what's happening. Wait, Timber, Timber wasn't... Uh, Timber was Pitbull? I know it was Kesha. Kesha. Kadalarha uh, did it, yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm was he, was he in song also? Better run. That's totally Kadalar Ha. Did they do it together? Oh, Maybe it was a... They must have. He must have been the featured artist. Kid, mm. Kadalar Ha featuring Pitbull. Yeah, feet. Pitbull. <laughs> uh, all right, where was I? Oh, okay. So officers went into the mall, found the couple hugging each other. Nude. Mm. Uh, he said Macy's employees. hugging. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Macy's employees had wrapped a towel around them both. Like my dad with the TV in the scene. (laughs) Put a towel on it. Throw a towel on it. Macy said, hey, we don't need that back. Yeah, you guys keep it. You guys keep that towel. It's on us. Yeah. It's on you. It's on you, but it's on us. Yeah, it's on us, on you. Column said when the man and the woman saw the police, they ran away and the man ran toward the officers. Uh, She was taken into custody. That's a weird sentence. She ran away. Oh, the man ran away yeah, and the, the woman man ran, ran away. I gotta, the woman was taking the custody. Yeah, yeah, I mixed them up. Uh, they said the man destroyed plastic displays, broke glass, and cut his arm. Police said they followed the path of destruction and blood until they found the man in his sock department. <laughs> That's a perfect place to go when you're naked. <laughs> sock department. <laughs> you go in there and you go well, full. Well, red-eyed chili peppers. Yeah. Did, you, know. you, come, you go full Anthony Kiedis and you come out of there with one on your doom, on your doom doom. <laughs> Not naked anymore. <laughs> Can't Woo! arrest me now. Blood, sex, magic, whatever. Name I don't the name of the album. Uh, anyway, that's a great. I story. kind of would much rather have Nicolas Cage in a uh, a movie adaptation of this than of Tiger King. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, they. Uh, Where's my pit bull? <laughs> He's also producing. It was revealed yesterday. He's like putting all his oh, money into sure. it and everything. Great. I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm worried. No, they don't a, give you Superman. They give you Tiger King. Sure. Have you ever seen that weird footage? That pre-footage that never got. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, with him in costume. It's weird. It do, is really weird. Yeah. Do not do not like. There is a reason that got canceled. That was no good, man. Yeah. Yep. All right. Here's a story. Another one. I find. I found. I worked hard today to find stuff that wasn't COVID nineteen related. I only had the one. So the strip club and that's it. Everything else is oh, right, just right. normal. All right. I well, know. Not, well done. Good yeah. job, by the way. Well, you know, sometimes you got to give people a break from this. We're all living it. We may as well have something else to talk about. Mm-hmm. So how about this one? This is about a man who crashed into a home, threw his underwear at officers, and then got arrested. Okay. A Springfield man. There's a, there's a city that's in every state. Marge. Uh, it is. You're right. <laughs> is We have a Springville. We don't have a Springfield. We have Springville. Springville, Utah is very nice, actually. I would, it would, it would not surprise me. Let's just throw this out there into the wind. Okay. It wouldn't surprise okay. me that at some point in my life, before it's over, mm-hmm. if there was such a thing as retirement for me, there probably isn't. But let's sure. say there was, I'd buy three acres of cheap land in Springville, and have a couple goats, maybe a. Nice. You little know, farm, yeah, a little farm. Yeah. Just live like the old times, you know. <laughs> that I don't know anything about, other than that I admire it, and I wouldn't know how to. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to milk a cow if you presented me with the teat right uh, now. I'm sure there's a YouTube video that you can look at. Yeah, or I could start a YouTube channel about our our hot new farm, and there you go, and yeah. a podcast, a video series. Yeah, yeah. I'd still do TMS every morning with Brian, and then I'd go off mm-hmm. to do my farming and film it, and before you know it, YouTube, boom, finally. They have a reason to not ban me. Okay. 6 a.m. Time for milking. <laughs> time for milking. Oh, those guys are like 4 a.m. Aren't? In fact, the, isn't yeah. that clip 4 a.m.? I think it is 4 a.m. Might be 4 a.m., yeah. Uh, Might be the quote. 
milking. I think I have it. <laughs> I think I have it. Hold on. Here's Milky, the marvelous milking cow. Nope, that's a different thing. I guess I don't have it. Here's Milky. <laughs> what should we name our milk cow, Brian? How about Milky? Milky. <laughs> I love the idea of just naming stuff the most obvious thing. Like, we don't really have a marketing department. I'll just come up with something. Yeah. Milky. How about the male cow? Let's call him Beefy. Uh, what about the uh, dog? Hey, Barky. Like, what are you doing? Right, exactly. Yes. Well, it'd be doggy, doggy the dog, doggy the dog. That's so dumb. Uh, we had a guy, we had a neighbor who had a dog named Kitty. We thought that was kind of funny. That dog, <laughs> that dog peed on everything they owned. Everything, really. P- pillows, beds, couches. It just had to mark everything. It was a beagle, and it was just out of control. I, they, I don't know yeah, why they didn't just uh, get rid of it. That dog would last about uh, a week with Tina. That's that is like that is the. That is the um, the short trip to back to wherever you came from for any animal that comes into this house. You pee on something, you poop on something. Yeah, you get a warning the second time. All right, back to the pound. There's not even three <laughs> strikes. You get the two strikes. No, no, you get a warning and that's it. I know Wicked Truth. Kim Price, member of our community for a long time. Yeah. She's she's got a little uh, goat farm going. She does. I'd probably talk to her before I did anything. There you go. Yeah. She'd probably tell you the best goats to buy. Yeah. Maybe she could give me one of her goats, or she could breed goat babies. What are they called? There kids. you go. Kids, Perfect. right? Aren't they called kids? Kids. Yep. Yeah. The kids are all right. <laughs> all right. Man crashes into home, throws his underwear. Springfield man facing charges for allegedly destroying a home and ru- uh, running from police officers. Springfield police <laughs> said, hey, Lou, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but think of the Simpsons through this whole discussion, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, police say they responded to the 1700 block of South Blah Blah. We don't care about the place. Uh, on midnight, they found a silver Ford Escape and crashed. Uh, found that it had crashed into a home, making it undrivable or unlivable. Both both cases. The house is unlivable. The car is undrivable. Sus- and, and really, to be honest, the car is unlivable and the house is undrivable, too. So. Yeah, that, yeah, it'd go other way. <laughs> totally true. In fact, that house was never drivable unless it was a mobile home. And then we have an argument. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, The suspect, 31-year-old Alfonso Brown. That's a great name. Mm -hmm. Alfonso Brown. Alfonso Brown. He fled the scene and was later found wearing only underwear, a white tank top, and black boots. That's a good look. Found in the sock department. Yep. (laughs) Officer says uh, he smelled of alcohol. Brown then reportedly kicked and spit at the officer and tried to bite one of them. Uh, Brown was arrested on a DUI charge. Clear plastic bag was later found inside the vehicle. Brown was driving. Four pills inside the bag tested positive for suspected ex- ex- ecstasy. There you go. Didn't want to come out. It wanted to come out as ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was going on there. After bringing Brown to the Sing Magoon. Wait. Sing. Uh, <laughs> Sangamon. Sangamon? Yeah. Sangamon. Sing Magoon. Sang Magoon. <laughs> Sending you up the river to Sang Magoon. That's right. You're never, never going to come back from there. Right. You'll never see the light of day. Uh, police say he threw his underwear at an officer hitting him in the duty belt. <laughs> Just like duty belt. Yeah, I love that term. That's pretty good. Where did he hit you? The duty belt. Uh, in, in court, like, well, your honor, uh, he threw it and it hit me directly in the duty belt. Uh, please don't laugh. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's my sister, the therapist, coming on to talk about an email we got 
and uh, we're excited to have her back. So it'll be ther- ther- Therapy Thursday for everybody. Before that, a song selection from the large, vast catalog that is Brian Ibbett. Yeah, and this is a good one. If you if you like this song, make sure you check out the video because here's the deal. This is a singer named Bazarian, B-A-Z-A-R-I-A-N. B-A-Z-A-R-I-A-N, I think is what I said. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite boss in the, that one wing of that raid that we did that time. Go beat Bazarian! <laughs> um, he uh, recorded this song, and uh, then the COVID hit, and then he had to create a music video for it. So he created a video in quarantine with cinematographer Adam Crosby and um and the singer the other singer uh carmen l so used uh pulled her in as well and they do some really clever stuff with ah sorry that wasn't that's a there's a browser go ahead continue they do some really clever stuff with um close-up video of their eyes and mouths as they sing and stuff it's really really cool so if you get a chance check out this video the song is called sightlines he's got a brand new ep his debut ep coming out june 12th so a little over a month from now the song, uh, the singer is Bazarian. Here's the song, Sightlines. Walking through the shadows of the night Guided by the light from neon signs Crossing them like a ghost Feeling underexposed Looking straight ahead They don't notice that I'm on the
Hey guys, I want to talk to you today about Magic Spoon. I can't believe how much I like Magic Spoon. I have to, okay, real talk here. I was skeptical because growing up as a kid, cereal was like the best thing, right? Sugar cereal. Hey mom, I want, you know, whatever sugar cereal you got. But now as an adult, can't really eat that stuff anymore. Can't do the carbs, can't do the sugar, can't do the unhealthy parts of things, you know? You're trying to trying to live better. So I opened up a box of this amazing Magic Spoon cereal, and I can't believe how good it is. And yet, it's the healthiest thing. So I really, really like it. Um, zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only 3 net car- uh, grams of carbs in each serving. All right? Zero, 12, and 3. An amazingly set of low numbers. There are four great flavors, cocoa, Fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I've tried all of them. They're all really good. I think if I had to pick a favorite, though, I'm probably going with fruity and blueberry. Again, it brings out the kid in me, I guess. They taste amazing. Honestly, a little too good to be true. It's just shocking. I I was so skeptical going in. I know I keep pounding on this, but it's true. It's also keto-friendly. So if that's the kind of lifestyle you're living, you're going to love this. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And uh, man, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the 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 big the big kicker for me or the big takeaway is you can eat and feel like you were when you were a kid, and none of this stuff mattered. Didn't matter how full of sugar this stuff was. But as an adult and as a kid now, if you got kids, they're gonna love this stuff. Uh, go ahead and get it. Side note: some of the coolest art I've ever seen on a cereal box. I'm completely sold, and I am not saying that because they're sponsoring. I am saying it because I mean it. Here's what I want you to do. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS. Grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code TMS at checkout and get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash TMS. And use that code TMS for free shipping. And we thank them again for sponsoring the show. It'll burn and burn and burn. They won't be able to sit down because of the burning in their butthole. Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. Almost as good as the chicken salad. The morning stream. Am I still here? Hello? All right, we're back, everybody. I didn't mean to screw yeah. that up, but uh, man, this guy. Remember this guy? It'll burn and burn and burn. Oh. They won't be able to sit down because of the burning in their butthole. I mean, look, that's a great I preacher. don't remember that. He's, a, he's <laughs> an old clip we played a long time ago, but that's the kind of preacher you want on your Sunday Yes, mornings. oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, any any uh, any religious reference to the butthole is a good one. Yeah, it's a good me. one. It's a solid, solid experience on your Sunday mm-hmm. morning. All right. <laughs> Let's get Wendy in here to talk stuff. Yeah. Uh, give me but a moment to add her to the call and bring her hither. See, she picks right up like last week. That was amazing. Remember that? I was like. Yeah, it was instantaneous. Like she was sitting by the phone. Yeah. That's something I like to see. Waiting, just waiting for our call. Yeah, nothing yet here. Don't see it. Waiting, waiting. Oh, checking the text, see if there's anything. No, Wendy, you there? No, still ringing. The thing, the ringage. 
The rings of ringage. Yeah. The, the squares of rig yeah. ringage. Right. Yeah, the rounded ringage. the rounded squares of ringage. Oh hi. <laughs> Hello? hi. Oh. Hello. Oh hi. Hello. How, how are you? Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> say uh say something to well, me. Oh now that we've gotten that covered. Here I'm gonna move us to different uh, to central. I think that'll help her uh, speed till then. Okay. Hi, Wendy, can you hear us okay? Hello? Hello, Wendy. Don't hear her at all. Moved to a different region and lost Wendy. Yeah, moved to her, her region, mm. to the central uh, time zone. And yet still, let's try east. Wendy, are you there? Oh, still nothing. Let's try central again. Does this make any sense to you? On the on the jump, the server uh, location thing, it's cool. You got flags and show you where to go and everything. But it's all out of order. The order goes central, east, southwest. Shouldn't it be Oh, so east? it's alphabetical order. Oh, it's alphabetical. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It really should be, you know, <clears throat> yeah. moving from uh, west to east, if you ask me. But. Yeah, that's what I would do, but it's not, and it's weird. Wendy, are you there? Can I hear you now? I am, yeah. Oh, there Yay! you are. That was weird. What was that? That was weird. I didn't like any of that. Are you there still? Okay. You still there? <laughs> still okay. There. All right. Let Let's uh, follow every sentence with "Are you still there?" Yeah, you still there. Still there? Everything I'm going to ask you today is going to be like that. All right. Here's the Here's the Here's Wendy's theme. Something wrong, Batman? Has anybody seen Wendy? All kids are little cheating, sneaky little butts. Cheating, sneaky little butts. Uh, hey, uh, my sister Wendy on the phone. She is also a therapist, helps people with real problems, but comes on this show once a week and uh, helps us with some of our own. Uh, it's always been great to have you here. How are you? How's things? Uh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Same, same. All the same. Every day is the same. Yeah. All right. You guys, uh, <laughs> have you decided that you're going to make every week, you're going to make the Dorito salad that mom used to make? Are you going to keep doing no, that? No, we did it. We did it one night. It's so gross. It is Ooh. gross. It's so gross. I know, but I had to do it. And Abe goes, oh, this reminds me. We used to eat this all the time. I'm all, dude, you've had this once yeah. before. He's like, but it feels like it he, was a million times. He, like, no, feels, I, he feels your genetic no. pull or something. There's something maybe, going on there. Maybe. Yeah. He wishes he was a kid in the late 80s. We have uh, <laughs> some in the chat are raising eyebrows to this. So basically when Wendy and I were growing up in the 80s, we had a mother, 70s and 80s, I guess, because I remember this was young as like five or six years old or something. She was always making it. But she would take this, you get a bag of regular old nacho cheese Doritos, just the, just, you know, the most basic Dorito type. And then you get a bowl full of lettuce and you dump a bunch of Doritos in there. And then you mix in, was it French dressing? I think. The uh, no, Catalina. Catalina. Catalina dressing. Thank you. Which is what? It's worse. <laughs> it's like candy syrup or whatever that is. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> um, sour candy syrup. And then mix it all together. And that was that was a thing she made all the time for like events, campouts, picnics, parties, whatever. There was always this Dorito salad thing around. And it wasn't like a cultural thing it wasn't a local or regional like thing a, the jello salad or the jello ring or anything no like although you'd think it might be something like that but i think it was 100 yeah. my mom i can't think of just, any just new invention i love it yeah i feel like dorito bag a dorito bag fell over landed in a salad <laughs> it's like like the uh the the commercial discovery of the Reese's peanut butter cup, like Ooh. peanut butter in my yeah, chocolate. Yeah. You got chocolate in my peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, except it's a terrible combo, and it should have been not decided you got upon. Doritos in my bag of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very odd my thing. Iceberg. 
Yeah. It's gross. So what did you so did your kids like it or were they horrified? Uh, three of them did. They were like, Yeah, this is good. And the other one's like, What are you doing? This is <laughs> I can't remember which kid it was now. I was like, Well, that's the once every decade I'll make this. So yeah. we're done for the two twenty twenty decade. <laughs> I love that you did it and that's amazing and I'm uh can't wait to I may do it here just for laughs don't i do not recommend it. i might do it for laughs did you tell mom what you thought or has she been uh, made aware at all no, of what you've done? Okay. i didn't want her to feel bad about her legacy so i didn't say anything yeah i, <laughs> I think that's probably wise all right hey uh here we are doing one of these we got an email this week and uh we figured this would be a good jump off uh today so we're gonna go ahead and read it and then go from there. It was actually sent into uh, the show Kim and I do together, but I think it's just way more appropriate to what we do here on Thursday. So here is what it is. Uh, this is from someone we'll call N. It says, my son has been going through a nightmare phase. We watched a scary YouTube video, and now he's scared to go to bed. I feel like I've tried everything. I have talked to him about what's going on, and I encourage him. I've tried using lavender-scented wax melts, uh, having him take a lavender-scented bath, and closing the closet doors. Uh, I tried telling him to picture the Avengers, uh, uh, have what is scaring him locked in a jail, uh, or to imagine uh, the scary thing looking funny or having a funny voice. Uh, these are all things I've tried, by, by the way, so this is good. He has to listen to stories to fall asleep, and he has to use a nightlight. His dad has talked to him and told him to wear a shirt that is his favorite or makes him feel strong and confident while he's in bed. Uh, things have gotten better, but I was wondering if any of your kids had something like this and or what you would do to help them. Thanks. All right. So real quick here, my oldest daughter, uh, Taylor, when she was oh, probably four to six years old in that range, had full on night terrors, like screeching, horrible night terrors where she would wake up and just be screaming at the top of her lungs. I'd run in there to see if, you know what's going on. And like at three o'clock in the morning and she would be sitting up in bed, hair all disheveled, screaming in terror and looking right through me like I'm not even in the room. So she was like yeah. awake. Eyes open. Yes. But, but yes, right, still right. dreaming, yeah. I guess, or whatever. That's how those that night terrors work. The eyes are usually open and they're just like they're looking at a point beyond you. Yeah. Because it's, it's really disconcerting. It sucks. It's yeah. not a fun experience. And uh we would, you know, have to do all we could to try to calm her down. She was also deathly afraid of weather events. This isn't true anymore, but when she was little, anything that looked like big clouds gathering would really freak her out. Uh, she thought that meant a giant storm was coming. And sometimes she would be up at night having dreams about this stuff. And those dreams would turn into some of the night terrors, or sometimes she'd just wake up with a bad dream and come in and talk to us. So um, I tried all those same things. Uh, like dad did with me, I've told that story about that giant Peter creature that came stomping down the hall over and over uh, every night for weeks. And my dad finally said, look, just picture the room as a nice, beautiful garden. And and then when he gets here, he won't be able to be uh, mean anymore because it'll be too nice in here. And he was right. And it totally worked. And yeah. then that creature broke down and cried and sat on the edge of my bed and became my little secret friend. And he... <laughs> He took over the body of a bird. I've told this story before, but, <laughs> but it was a real, to me, as a little kid, it was a real, as real as real can get. So it was real to me. So that stuff can work, right? Like you're using your kids' Absolutely. imagination and stuff. In, so in fact, everything they've said is awesome. Great advice to do. And uh, here's, here, real quick, I, have some, I, I must have missed. Did they say how old the kid is? No, they did not give an age, which kind of bums mm. me out because that's important, right? 23. Yeah, 
Oh boy, that's another twenty-three. Well, <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean, some of it they do out. They can outgrow. Uh, but then the other question I was, what I'd love to know. Hopefully, they're listening and they could just jot this in. But uh, is the kids struggle with anxiety generally? Mm-hmm. Because I think Taylor, what you were describing is some more gen- general ang- anxious yeah. behavior and thinking, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And so, <clears throat> showing up as a night terror, it's often nightmares and night terrors can be an extension of sort of more general anxiety or or even specific anxieties that are you know haunt them in the daytime right um so that's a good question and if but then there's the thing that i'm suspecting and maybe this kid's got some other stuff going on but there's nothing like a nice youtube video to scare you to the core Mm. and it's gonna just take a while for that to process through and here the only i mean they're doing all the right things absolutely um, it's, it's a little bit of patience. Um, and one other thing is if the kid is not generally anxious, um, and this is sort of just a temporary phase, they're saying the right things. Um, but the sort of secondary thinking, I think they should have, um, that can be helpful is also helpful if it's anxiety as well, which is to make sure that you don't match their distress, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy when you're anxious to it's anxiety is contagious to some extent, right? Especially between parents and children. And so if the parents are anxious, the kids aren't sure things are sort of safe. And so they develop anxiety as a strategy to manage the uncertainty they're feeling. They feel it, right? Mm -hmm. So vice versa, if you are feeling like it's all good, this is a normal part of childhood, um, you're not discounting, don't get me wrong. But, you know, the kid's going to be fine and you've got these awesome tools and we believe in you and we love you and you, you're sort of, this will pass. These things come and then they go. And that's why, you know, we're careful what we watch on TV because sometimes it gets in our brain or, you know, whatever. But you're encouraging confidence and it sounds like they've kind of already got that going. But to make sure that it really is um, coming authentically from them, because mm-hmm. this is not uncommon, not not a big deal. Uh, it feels like it because anything in the middle of the night feels like a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So a kid waking up screaming, you think this has got to be the end of the world. And there are cases where it, it's related to lots of other different things. In this case, it seems pretty straightforward that we've got a scary video. They've got lots of good tools. The kid will eventually, this will stop. Um, the less a deal you make it. Now, I understand what happens is there's rituals and things that happen before before bed that can either strengthen this or make it worse. Mm. Um, and so, you know, to be very careful that you're not doing every last thing he, he demands you to do to try to feel safe. Um, and not that this is OCD, but it's related to how OCD can play out. So really quick, OCD is essentially not enough serotonin in the brain. Um, and it, the brain will glitch in a particular way. And it, it's like there's a monster in your head that's telling you you have to go check the oven 15 times before you can leave the house. So you do. You check the oven mm. to feel better for a second, and then you drive away, and then that feeling comes back. So you go back and you check the oven, and then you feel better. And, and when you're doing that, you're actually building the monster. So every time you check to feel and then feel better, it's just proven that that monster is right. And it, it's like a troll. It's like feeding the troll, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the opposite is what you have to do, right? Which is um, learn to self-soothe 
and not do the behavior that OCD is demanding of you. So this is obviously not an OCD case, but the same principle applies of if you're going to feed the nightmares, you can feed them in certain ways and you can deprive them in, in certain ways. Um, and so general comfort, um, encouraging him that he's got this and he's got these cool tools and, you know, we love him and you're safe and, you know, all, all good. Um, but if he's like, okay, I got to brush my teeth with my left hand and then I be, and then spin once. Like if he starts to come up with magical tools that are not related to self soothing in a, in a, in a, in a functional way, for example, deep breathing and tightening and relaxing his muscles. Like you can do some relaxation that is known to actually relax versus a kid can get, you know, I mean, it's like baseball and superstition, right? It mm -hmm. kind of goes hand in hand with childhood. Mm -hmm. And so you, you're just careful that you're not making it more intense, more anxious based because you are so, you want him so badly to not have these bad dreams um, that you're ready to help circumvent them by doing whatever. You got to just be a little bit careful about that. It doesn't sound like they're doing that. I'm just throwing that ad in as extra caution to not make it about them. And then if there is extra general anxiety, sort of seeing it as somewhat connected. Um, and then, you know, if the kid's highly immaculate. Oh, no. Highly immaculate. Highly immaculate. I bet she meant imaginative. Imaginative. Yeah. yeah. Highly immaculate. Let's see if we can get her back. That was weird. She cut out. She cut right out. All right, we switched servers. Maybe this will help. Hi, Wendy, are you there? Can you hear us? No. Let's try Central. Wendy, are you there? Oh, yeah. Oh, that Sorry, was weird. That? No, I don't know. Something cut you out. Brian and I didn't leave, but you were gone for a second. Your internet blipped or something. Anyway, uh, you were saying if the kid is highly imaginative and then it, then you got Oh, smooped. yeah. If the kid's highly imaginative, um, like Scott, you obviously were and are, and my few of my kids are, we, we just have we have to be so careful what they get to see mm -hmm. and we're wrong half the time about <laughs> what will alarm them. So yesterday, Pete, we read uh, the story of Helen Keller yeah, and we get to the end and it's an amazing, amazing story. Yeah. And it isn't a kid book. It's not like the adult version. And he is just overcome and just like trying not to cry and just, and I'm uh -huh. like, are you okay? He's just like, it's amazing and so sad and so amazing. Like he, so, <laughs> He's so, so he, he can't watch Pixar shorts. There's like so many things we can't show this kid because <laughs> it's, it's just overwhelming to him. Yeah. Um, and so every kid's different and you got to know their kid. So obviously this kid saw a scary thing and maybe it's a one-off, but you can now see like, Whoa, we got to wait till he's 12 before mm -hmm. he can see other things. Yeah. That's entirely possible. So, and, and uh, this is a, when you brought up the whole OCD, or, you know, some of the ticks that may be present and to, and beware of those uh, and be careful about all that and everything. It reminds me of when Nick was about four or five, maybe the same age range, when he had a nightmare and he did this on his own. We didn't tell him this wasn't a coping mechanism we told him about and it worried me for a while, but it all passed and he didn't, ever, he didn't do it after a while and we didn't worry about it ever again. But he would get up after the nightmare and we'd hear this in the night, get up, bathroom light would turn on, door would open. And he would brush his teeth. And he was convinced that the only way to get rid of the nightmares was to brush his teeth in the middle of the night. Even though he'd brushed them before he went to bed, he was still, he would brush his teeth and that was how you got nightmares. And I would ask him, 
uh, you know, why are you brushing your teeth? That's how you get rid of the nightmares, Dad. You do it with the you brush your teeth and they don't come back. I remember him telling me this at like five years old. <laughs> and um, at the time, I wasn't too I freaked out about it. In fact, I was kind of like, oh, this is fine. Was, what a weird thing to do. He'll get over it. And he did. He quit doing it after a while. And, you know, yeah. he's almost 20 now and doesn't he's not brush his teeth in the middle of the night anymore. But is that a, a thing to, to alarm somebody? Should they see that? No. Go, Ooh, we should be careful. Or, or are you saying that that also can be I, a one-off? Yes. And that's part of this idea. And, and this is what's hard about parenting, right? Is some things are fleeting and then and still alarming but they're still kind of normal it's just weird we don't know about it so that is kind of cute and again thinking more in terms of age range and level of distress so for example a five-year-old saying i'm brushing my teeth so the the nightmares end you can just go cute pat on head go to bed and then if he doesn't outgrow it and he's 12 still and his gums are bleeding and his teeth are falling out well obviously you have a problem right so it's about holding back some of your own fear about what something is until it works itself out. It's, it's like, it's like generations of parents colliding inside of you, right? Parents Mm -hmm. who are just like, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the current parenting environment, which is like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like both are bad for us in those extremes. Right. Um, The, the anxious parent of nowadays creates anxiety in children. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a problem. And, Parents who were almost neglectful, it, I mean, it would be kind of dreamy in the 70s, let's be honest. Your kid just came home to eat and that was it. But yeah. that is that is like, uh, obviously, lots of crap happened to people because adults weren't paying attention or helping. So, you know, the magic is in the middle. And, and I think the key really is to check your own um, level of anxiety about a thing, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you're generally worried about that kid and now he's doing something weird and you're like, oh, no, and you're... I'm, I'm going to save them. Well, first of all, maybe talk to your pediatrician, maybe Google a little bit, find out that some creative uh, behavior like that is not a big deal. Now, it, it's, you know, you don't 100% ignore it and you pay attention. Well, eventually it goes away. And, and I think if you ask most parents, their kids did weird stuff and then they just stopped doing it. Yeah. And that is just childhood and normal and nothing to be alarmed of. Mm-hmm. It's the chronic version of those things or... Like they even said in the email, it's already getting better. Mm-hmm. They're they're on the right road, and it's it will naturally run its course. Um, I'm just giving a little more extreme versions so that you have you know you got to make it exciting. Yeah. In other <laughs> words, if you like Van's what a year and three four months or whatever, and he's got this thing now where if there's anything with a lid on it, he wants to open it and close it, open it and close it, open mm-hmm. it and close it, and nonstop he'll do it forever until you say it's time for a nap or let's eat or whatever. And it might be easy for some parents, especially in a more nervous parent time, like you were saying, um, where we're a little more extreme on, are you okay? To see that and go, oh no, he's got repetitive OCD brain disorder. I got to get him into the thing and have him on 15 drugs and all that. You may want to freak out and do that. But really, honestly, this is like part of the kid's growth. Like this is him going... It opens, it closes, it opens. What does that mean? I don't know how I'm doing this, but I really like this. Okay, that's cool. Now it's opening and now it's good. Like it's part of their development and you shouldn't get too stressed about that stuff. It's easy to, right. and I get it, but unless he's doing it, it when he's 12 and can't stop opening and shutting a thing or, you know, whatever age that starts to be a problem, then I get it. Then you want to start making, you know, making the phone calls, but. Well, and it's it's easy when you're, you've got your grown children 
for you to say it gets because you have experience where it goes away. Right, 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 exactly. Whereas when it's your first kid or even your, it's really tricky. And then of course, you know, you are looking for, um, I mean, you're just trying to do the right thing. And that's the thing is a lot of very good conscientious parents wanting to do the right thing. I have this cute neighbor whose little boy in that, that thing, I say that because he was a tiny, tiny human who was walking at eight months. It was creepy. <laughs> he was wow. so little. And she's like, well, he hasn't said any words. He's like 18 months now. And I'm like, because you know what his brain was doing? It was walking. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kids who never shut up, sat still for a good year or more. Right. Like, so some of that is figuring it out. And of course now he started talking to like, you're scared. Like, okay, is this autism? What do I need to do? And you know, if I help him now and we we're all just, anxious and want to do the right thing and right uh, i think there's another piece to this that heaven forbid we have a whole show where we don't talk about the pandemic but Mm -hmm. um you are also staring at your people and noticing things maybe more so than in another time Mm -hmm. so it i think it's up to the the anxiety a little bit about uh how everyone's doing um because also parents maybe aren't doing so well and they can see that their kid's not doing so well. They don't know what to do. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't go to a regular doctor right now. So mm-hmm. like yeah. it feels, it feels very, it, you know, it's a, it's a tenuous position for especially young, young families and little kids. And you're, you know, you're doing the best that you can. It's tricky. It's really tricky. And so what we need is number one, the pandemic to be just magically over. And then number two, you know, there's there's maybe hearing reassuring voices of older parents. I think it's one thing we've sort of miss out in our culture of individualism. We're not sort of raising kids around on the same street as their grandparents um, and cousins and, you know, everyone's in each other's faces. That, yeah. That's hard in its own way. Yeah. But there was some just normalizing and there was some someone else can worry yeah. with you or not tell you not to worry. Yeah, it's uh, that's funny you say that because that's how Kim grew up. And so that's how she behaves now. Like she, she'll do stuff with her, you know, with her, with her nieces and nephews or reach out to them, especially right now in ways that I didn't even think of. I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Well, yeah, you could do that. Cause they just live in Orem or whatever. And, and she'll think of those things because she's used to that. When she grew up, she had her uncles and aunts all lived on the same street. Her grandparents lived two doors down from that. Like everybody lived in the same Mississippi Bayou basically. And right. And so she's got that kind of built into her, but it's not a thing that I was used to. Like, I feel like we saw, you know, Aunt Susan once a year or whatever, just long enough for Uncle Joel to tell me two dirty jokes and then leave. Like, just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a long time, right? So um, the other thing I was going to say, what was it? I was going to say a thing about, oh, so there's another thing going on with Van. He, had, he uh, fell. He's been walking, right? So he's walking now and trucking all over the place, yeah. doing great. But he biffed it pretty hard the other day. Um, just normal sort of kid slammed into the floor. Falling over. Yeah, yeah, just falling over. It's part of the deal. And um, while that's a hard to deal with you know, for him in the moment because he usually goes, eh, but then he gets up and walks again. This time he got up and walked again, but now is limping. And so we're like, uh-oh, what the frick is that? So it got a little worse over a couple of days. So Taylor was now in this position of, all right, in a pandemic, I've got to take this kid in get x-rays like all of that stress it's hard like i don't envy yeah. that because this is normal stuff kids banging around knocking into things bonking their heads on walls i was talking to john jagger yesterday one of our 
uh, cohorts here on the Frog Pants Network, and he's uh, in a situation where he's helping with kids, and one of the kids slammed their eye onto a table corner, and it was so bad they had to take him in and take him to an ER. Nobody wants to do that during a pandemic, but they're kids. They get hurt. Like, it's really hard. I just wanted to say that because I just feel for parents who have little ones who are just having normal bumps and scrapes, and some of them need care. Some of them need more than just rub some dirt in it and <laughs> put a bandaid on and say, yeah. go, go play some more. Yeah, yeah. What a weird time to have to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Yeah. And I'm one of those parents that I've always done that. They like, it's gotta be a protruding bone. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, <laughs> I really don't even have a choice. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I've wasted all these opportunities where I could have gotten healthcare. And now I don't, <laughs> I can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. It's strange and it's a tricky, it's a tricky time. And, you know, kids do really weird stuff and then parents make mistakes and, you know, we're, we're all pretty good at being critical of one another and of ourselves. And that's, that is a challenging thing to do, especially when now there's nothing distracting us from seeing our own faults. Right. Right. Um, feels like a, you know, cook pressure cooker of all the stuff we really should have worked on or we need help with, or, you know, whatever. And that can be, daunting and depressing and this thing has lasted long enough that we've gone through phases of things and that's that's really tricky yeah hum- humans are <laughs> humans are bad at the long-term restrictions yeah. and guess who's worse at it americans because we think we should just do whatever we want to do and we are so bad at it's it. kind it's of it's kind of rough we're, we're hitting a weird i don't know it's a weird we're at a weird point right now i mean <laughs> and i feel it it's normal right i totally feel this i feel like like, oh, I've had it. I want to go. Let's go. Let's get mm-hmm. get out. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. But, you know, and the other part of me is like, no, you know, you can't do that. What are you doing? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's still the voices there that says, ah, it's taking too long. She just go headlong into it. And, man, it's just her immunity. Yeah, antibodies, my antibodies will build up. Come yeah, on. I bet I can take it. Enough. I can do it. I can totally do this. I want my haircut or whatever. But And have you had this feeling or this experience where you feel that way and you kind of almost think, you know what, we're just gonna, I don't know. I can't, these kids have not left the property for six weeks. This is not okay. And then I listen to a podcast and I'm like, never mind. We're good. We're never leaving. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. I go through bouts of guilt of like, I've still been able to work and make it work and it's okay. And you know, we got yeah. a little savings and all this sort of stuff. We're like, we're doing, we're, we're doing okay. But I know there are people who aren't. They're having a really hard time. So talking around this thing, I'll, I have to think about my, you know, that whole ch- the check your privilege thing. It's like, it's real. It's a real thing. And so there's a reason people get mad at some, some uh, celebrity sitting in their $4 million house in Malibu with a webcam on and, and they can see for six miles back into their living room because it's that big. And they hear them going, oh, it's been really, you know, it's been rough here for us to bear <laughs> It's like, well, really, has it been? Like, I understand that. I know that I understand how that must feel. And there, and we're all in some position in that line, right? Like, at some point, somebody's at the very back of that line, and everybody's got got it better during this than they do. And then there's somebody well, at the you, f- front who has no a great idea. Way to, sorry, a great way ahead. to say it is that we're not in the same boat. We're all in the same storm, mm-hmm. and everyone's got their own boat, <laughs> different size boats. That's a really good point. <laughs> We're in it, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. We're not in this together. We're just, no, we're not in the same boat together. We're in the same ocean. 
Or, uh, you know, that doesn't even work because parts of the ocean are... Storm. Storm. Part, yeah, the same the storm. storm. All right. Yeah, you're right. Don't... I bet you had it right the first time. Storm is the correct answer. <laughs> no need to update it. Yeah, it's fine. No, it was good the way it was. This doesn't need a sequel. This is a perfectly it fine film not. on its own. Um, well, anyway. All right. Well, so as far as... Do you have any kind of like... Re what resources do parents want to look for for stuff like helping my kids with the nightmares and fears like that? Do you have anything you, that's kind you of You know, just... Just some reputable websites that, you know, some pediatrician general topics about it, right? There's plenty of stuff out there. Go to the Mayo Clinic. You, you, it, it's been written about endlessly because it's super common. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Scott, just in your own immediate family and yourself, you have three stories, right? Mm -hmm. And all three ended fine. And, the, you know. Everyone moves on. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have sleepwalkers. My genetic line is not the nightmares. It's yeah. the sleepwalking. Oh, yeah. So I was a sleepwalker. Abe is the most amazing, hilarious sleepwalker. He <laughs> stares at you. It's terrible. I'm really glad. I, haven't, I hadn't heard this. I'm glad to hear someone carried it on because I've told, yeah. I've told these people about you getting out on like the window ledge of, of the old yeah, house. Yeah, that and was stuff. freaky. That was I used bad. to, for sure, knew I could fly. So that's what I was probably trying to do. You're probably anyway, trying to fly. Yeah. Yeah. It was Freaky, but it, I mean, I think the. Did you believe like, you could touch the sky? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> nice, Brian. Nice. Uh, very good. Uh, no, you know what it is? Is that every kid, like, childhood is bizarre in some ways, right? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, as parents, we just want happy and healthy and they're going to do fine and everything means they're, things are going well. Well, that's not real. Um, things are going to happen and hiccups start and and i and again it's like vigilance with some chill is like would be a great formula mm -hmm. of just you're aware mm -hmm. and you're meeting your kids needs basically but you're not overdoing it because you can create other problems with that overdoing and i think um you know they've they've done a lot of awesome ideas i love the t-shirt idea i like the mm -hmm. you know like they're, the they're working with yeah. the kid yeah mm -hmm. like what works for him and it will fade and then you just have some good conversations about how uh, how consuming certain media and material affects you and to be a little careful like you know you have tomatoes and you got gas for two days like don't eat tomatoes brian mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing with sleep and and really we have a like it i don't want to it's like Wendy knows you, Brian. It's like she knows specifically mm -hmm. about your tomato fart I problem. Have both of those, yeah, I have yeah. lots of those problems. Yeah. I had to mute my mic several times because of that. I had to <laughs> my favorite meme of the the COVID crisis is people used to cough to cover their farts. Now they're farting to cover the cough. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, amazing! That's I hadn't heard that. That's good. All right. Anyway, uh, anyway, but the point being that you can that you. Um, as a kid can start to learn sleep hygiene. And, you know, one thing um, in working with clients who are, are struggling with a number of things, 100% of them have sleep problems. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know the statistics. I haven't looked this up, but sleep is just one of those things, Americans in particular, we really are in trouble about. Yeah. We don't do it well. And it underlies a lot of medical problems and, or it can help create medical problems. We, you know, poor sleep habits, take years off your life. And so you, you're giving a kid a gift to say, Hey, here's how we handle this. Here's some resources and you got it. And then also 
hey, we got to take care of what we put in our brains, especially if your brain likes to do crazier stuff than other people. Other people can watch Coraline. Remember that movie? Oh, I love Coraline. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can show it to your son, Abe, and he will have nightmares for four years. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that. I remember so, you talking about that before. <laughs> so you, so you, you've got to figure that. Now Abe can, all of it's gone. He's 14 years old. None of this happens anymore. Mm-hmm. We've worked relentlessly on his sleep hygiene and he's doing pretty good yeah. but at a younger age i thought we're dead he sleepwalks he's creepy he can't watch a tv show without losing his mind <laughs> he's this is creepy. never gonna work i love that you and now he's creepy. <laughs> so it comes it comes but your chill as well as like helping him learn skills and managing sleep is huge and i think that's hard for a lot of us because we all have terrible sleep hygiene and then we're trying to teach our kids you know the same thing so right. that would be a valuable sort of thing to think about um going forward how to help him kind of monitor that a little nice. bit himself well i uh, this, kid is. this is all well I, yeah i i'm i make i keep making this assumption that it's somewhere between like five and eight but i don't actually know yeah. i guess uh but hopefully this is helpful to you and other parents out there listening and that you uh you know this kind of stuff is normal uh mm-hmm. in this particular case i don't know it's also a nice opportunity to just go in there and show them a bunch of love and they feel safe in your arms and i don't know those are good moments those are fun things to have happen anyway so now you have an ex- they also end. Yeah. And they and that was been I mean, that's where how I got rid of that freaking monster when I was a kid. His dad, in a very loving way, explained ways I could maybe help get rid of the thing. And we did. And it yeah. and it came back as a nice bird. And I had a bird until it flew away in Lake Powell. <laughs> and his name was Pete, his right? His name was Pete. And, and you named a kid Pete. I think he lives on in Pete. He does. I'll tell you what. Weird. Oh boy. That wow. kid. Yeah. Okay, really quick, I forgot a, a resource and, and they can Find other sources like this. I just, and I always talk about this app because it's the only one I've ever paid for and I love it, uh, which is Calm. Oh, yeah, um, Calm. It's a meditation app, but they have sleep stories. Like right now, there is a sleep story from the Isle of, wait, wait, is it Todor? Todor, whatever. It's the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. Oh. And it would be a perfect one for a kid. So you can get a free week's like trial and then just cancel it and just use some of the sleep stories and just see what happens. He loves to hear a story. He needs that bedtime story. What if you're playing him the dang most soothing voice you've ever heard talk about Thomas the Tank Engine in a non-exciting way and the kids sleep. So yeah, there's, they also, there's other, they're starting to get like celebrity resources. people on there too. Like, um, oh, yeah. uh, who's the guy? There's a dude in Game of Thrones. He was kind of a jerk in Game of Thrones, but he has this amazing British accent and it's such a deep tone and he does a bunch of stuff on Calm. Like there's, yeah, there's cool totally. stuff on there. There and I think P Diddy's doing some meditations. <laughs> like it's, it's there's some things happening. <laughs> Strange days. That is weird. But a sleep story, you should give one a shot. I think you, just to see what he does. I mean, my kids sometimes just ask for it when they're snuggling in the afternoon because mm-hmm. they just love to listen to it. So that might save your sanity to not have to read a giant story every night. Well, there you go then. Uh, don't forget, folks, to check out realsteps.org uh, if you want to be a part of that program. Uh, new new uh, in, incumbents. Co- no, that's not the word. New in- recruits coming soon. Recruits, yes. Yeah. It's going to be in August, so you got plenty of time. But sign up sooner and then I – or just your email, and then we'll send you more information. And yeah. It's going to be all. It's over at realsteps.com or org, rather. And you can find all the details about what it is, how it works. Um, we've talked about it on the show a lot, but you can get the whole skinny right there. Wendy, have a fantastic week. Thanks, you too. Don't sleepwalk. Bye, Bye. See you, Wendy. Sleepwalker McGee, that's that sister of mine. <laughs>
All right, couple of quick things. Sure. So normally this time of year, this week of every year, Carter and I do the free comic book day thing where we create yeah. free comic book prints and then send them to everybody for free. And uh, we didn't do it this year because A, it's very expensive to do. B, we can't control shipping lanes right now. And shipping, mm-hmm. to, especially out of the country, is a nightmare right now. Stuff's but it's not like the two of you can really get together and work on this together, which is part of, yeah, part of it. That is well. part of it. We like doing that. We could do it separate if we needed to, but mm-hmm. it's you're right. It's part of the fun. It's no fun. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, and because we didn't do it, instead we just had a massive sale on the store. It ends Friday. I haven't talked about it on the show because I always forget to pimp my own things, but... If you are interested in a massive store, uh, 25% off anything in the store, use the code so distant. Uh, and all the details are on the store. So if you don't remember what I'm saying right now, it's up there at frogpants.com slash store. Uh, by the way, any order that includes a print, you'll receive an additional surprise print as a bonus. You order one, you get one free. Uh, you buy three prints, you get three free. So it stacks. Whoa. Yeah. You buy 10 prints, you get 10 free prints. Like Whoa. It's, it's crazy. So if you like uh, cool art and nerdy stuff, uh, a bunch of Carter stuff's up there, my stuff's up there, go check it out. It is so distant, S-O-D-I-S-T-A-N-T, to get 25 And of course, the, the chat room is trying to figure out every other spelling you could make with so distant. Oh, like sew so your clothes. S-E-W, or sew so your, so your oats. Yeah, so. or sow distant, I like that one. Like a cow, mm-hmm. like a, or not a cow, a pig. That's the sow. So your oats distant. Oh yeah, is it S O W? I thought S E W. I thought it was always so like S E W. Your oats. No, no, you're not. You're not oh. uh, sewing your oats together I, with needle and thread. I didn't know this. This whole time I thought it was spelled that way. Oh, look at that! It is S O W. Yeah, I like that you check it. Like, well, no, not that I didn't believe you. <laughs> I just, I just can't believe my whole life. I thought it was S E W. I really did. Yeah. So somebody said, oh, you're sowing your wild oats. I thought it was S-E-W. So did other people. Look at this. This bunch of Google Answer people, they're as dumb as I am. (laughs) They're like, how do you sow your own oats? And people are like, well, first of all, it's sow or S-O-W. Yeah. Second of all, it means you get it on. Getting it on. Getting it on. All right. Uh, uh, Well done, everybody. Uh, PM uh, tomorrow, 3.30 Mountain Time. Mm -hmm. Dan will be here. We got... uh, confirmed damage talking tabletop yep that'll be fun so that's for you folks that support us on patreon at patreon.com slash tms also film sack of this saturday we're doing bandits mm-hmm. and uh core tonight it was normally wednesdays tonight we had to move it because john had a thing so tonight we do core very excited because we'll have that xbox news by then and we'll talk all about it uh, and then there will be dungeons on sunday uh, I think that's everything I have. Brian, unless you have anything else, we should do a song. I've got nothing else. That is all I have as well. Okay. So, uh, but I do have a song. I do, I do actually do have a song. Sean wrote in, said, it's my wonderful partner's birthday on the 5th of May. I know it was yesterday, or a couple days ago, and he listens to your podcast, The Morning Stream, avidly. He's always going Brian and Scott in his ears. That's why he's never listening to me. Oh, and his name is Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. That would probably help. Uh, thank you, uh, Sean and Mark. Um, really short and sweet email. And the request is anything by share or a cover. Well, uh, let's do a cover of share (laughs) specifically a cover of a sunny and share song, man. You know, you look through the, um, the share cover library and it is like 95% covers of believe and maybe a cover of gypsies, tramps and thieves and a cover of half breed or something like that. But believe is the predominant one i didn't mm. feel like listening to believe this morning mm. so 
We're listening to a cover of The Beat Goes On. This is was a, a Sonny and Cher song. I found a really cool version by The All-Seeing Eye on a uh, French cover album that came out in 2005. Here is The All-Seeing Eye and The Beat Goes On. Very nice. Here it is. We'll see you in a bit. Oh, by the way, the one that one Cher song that you said you didn't want to hear. Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, the one the the Pomplamoose version. First use of, of auto tune. Yeah, the Pomplamoose mm-hmm. song is their cover is amazing. They do have a really good oh, cover of that. It's really yeah. good. It's worth listening to if you guys haven't mm-hmm. heard it. All right, here it is. The beat goes on. We'll see you tomorrow. You all right? You do it. Feel it.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Looks like we're going upstate.